0: Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Yeah, so it starts. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Um, whatever service you're going to be coming to, one I'm 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 hoping you're going to come to uh, one of the Christmas services. I hope you're uh, going to bring some friends, family members uh, along with you uh, to experience it as well. For those of you who are serving in some way, volunteering, I want to thank you for uh, your commitment to doing that Um, and to say that whether or not you're formally volunteering, what we know is that people form their impressions, uh, people who are new, form their impressions about a church in the lobby. It's not really what happens in the worship space initially, it's what happens in the lobby. And so whether you're a formal greeter or not, I want to encourage you, not just at, at Uh, Christmas, but any time, is to um, extend yourself out. And I know it's difficult if you're an introvert or a little bit shy, um, but to just greet somebody when you see them, and if somebody looks a little lost, to go up and introduce yourself goes a long way to setting an impression about what a church is about. And uh, I was reminded of that recently. Um, My son went and visited a couple of churches and... um, uh, in talking about those churches, the first thing he talked about was his experience in the lobby of those two churches. One was great, the other not so much, And uh, but that formed his opinion about those churches. Anyway, so we're here, this is uh, an ongoing series. We're talking about uh, this idea of our lives being interrupted by Jesus and looking um, each week at... Somebody whose life or somebody's whose lives were interrupted at the birth of Jesus and then somebody whose life was interrupted in a similar way by the man Jesus as he taught and what that has to teach us um, for today. So this morning we're looking at the Magi and the Apostle Paul, which is kind of an interesting side-by-side for me. I never really put those two together until we were talking about the development of this series. In some respects, they have very little in common. One, the Magi are from the area of Persia. Paul, of course, is from Palestine. Um, They came from different religious perspectives and so forth. Um, So not a lot in common, but then at the same time, they do have things in common. Both were intellectuals. The magi were, in today's parlance, we'd probably think of them, they would probably be scientists or engineers. In their day, they were astrologers trying to understand how the world works and how things work um, through understanding the stars and then looking at ancient texts, and holy, um, uh, sacred texts, including the Hebrew Bible. The Apostle Paul, also an intellectual, would have probably been a lawyer in today's world. So they were both highly esteemed by their respective uh, cultures. And all of them were seeking after God. All of them were seeking after God. The, the Magi seeking after God, again, through looking at the stars and the universe and the creation and looking at these uh, texts, these religious texts, including the Hebrew scriptures. And, of course, the Apostle Paul, who was a Pharisee by training and a man devoted to God. The other thing they shared in common was that they both experienced roadblocks or detours along their life's journey that was life-changing and because, and happened because of Jesus and who Jesus is. So we have these these two entities, really. It's not two individuals. It's this group of magi. We don't know how many there were, the... Uh, the Belief was there were three because there were three gifts, but the Bible never says that there were three. But there was a group of Magi and there was the Apostle Paul. And they all had this kind of experience of life interrupted. For the Magi, it happened when they went to visit Jesus and then had a dream that they were to go home in a different direction. The Apostle Paul had his life-changing experience, his roadblock, if you will, on the road to Damascus. As we heard uh, the reading, the telling of their stories, the Apostle Paul was, before he became a Christ follower, was Saul. And he, because of his devotion to his faith, Believed that the followers of Jesus were uh, damaging the true faith. They were teaching a false religion. And he wanted them arrested. And so he's on his way to Damascus with a court order. In essence, to have anyone who claims to be a follower of Jesus arrested and imprisoned and perhaps even executed. And along that journey, he has this life changing encounter with Jesus. In both cases, the Magi and the Apostle Paul who at that time was Saul. It was profound, this change that took place, this challenge, this roadblock, if you will, that they had encountered. It was a massive detour. The Magi, having this dream that said, don't go back home the way you came, to To not do that would be to defy the most powerful man in the world, King Herod, who was this paranoid despot who the magi didn 't know, but we know because of the story that Herod, even though he told them his plan was to find out where this baby had been born so that he could go and worship this king of the Jews. His real plan was to have him murdered, to have the infant Jesus murdered. They didn't know that. All they knew was that they had received in a dream this mandate to go home a different way. What they would have known is that to make that decision would put them in personal peril and may even create an international incident. For the Apostle Paul, this roadblock that came, this, this stunning revelation that came would mean a full turn in his understanding of who God is. It was literally going to be a 180. He believed that Jesus was a liar, a fraud, a false prophet who died on a Roman cross. And now he was Asked to believe that Jesus was in fact the Messiah, the risen Christ and so on this road to Damascus he comes into this encounter with the living Jesus and it was so profound and so overwhelming it literally knocked him on the ground it robbed him of his physical vision but as He pondered what he experienced in the days after that event, before his sight was restored. He came to understand who Jesus really was and gave his life over to Jesus. And suddenly, everything that he had held dear up to that point his education, the esteem that he had of colleagues and others, all of those things that he thought were so important, he described as having no importance to him anymore. The rubbish, he said, in comparison with knowing Jesus the Messiah. A profound change. A profound detour really in his life in life we all encounter what we feel like are roadblocks we all do events that interrupt our lives in significant ways we we kind of have plans right we make plans And we're following along in our plans. We have a sense of how our lives are supposed to go and we're walking that way. And things unexpected, sometimes tragic or difficult, unwelcome, come into our path. And what do we do? What do we do? What do you do? and what you do and how we respond are the result of our perspective on what those things represent we have great wisdom from Solomon who in writing out proverbs nuggets of godly wisdom gives us a great Perspective on this idea of interruptions or roadblocks or detours. It's found in the book of Proverbs, the 16th chapter, the ninth verse. It's almost like a tweet. I mean, that's, Proverbs are almost like tweets, you know, they're these little nuggets. They're only so many characters long, you could literally just tweet them out. If he had an iPhone, which I don't think he did. So I want you to see the words of this proverb 16.9. Put them up on the screen. Read those together. Read those words out loud. That's not it. That's the wrong proverb. That was unexpected. Life interrupted. Life interrupted. You're right. I don't know what you just read. Oh, see, so there was a that was a communication thing. It's supposed to be sixteen nine. Here's what 16.9 says. I do have an iPhone. We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. We can make our plans. You see, he doesn't say plans are bad. Because planning isn't bad. I've heard, you know, this, uh, a version of this, you know, we plan and the Lord laughs, right? I don't know that the Lord is laughing at our plans. We need to plan. Planning is a good thing. It's important for us to plan. You know, the adage, we plan our work and then we work our plan, that's not a bad thing. We make our plans as we need to, but. The Lord determines our steps. Because I think what the wisdom here is, what God knows is, that things are going to come along in our lives that we did not plan for, that we could not have planned for. And so our perspective needs to be that God will determine our steps regardless of, and in sometimes, in, at some points in our in our lives, to keep us moving forward, and our our job then becomes, like the Magi, like Paul, to listen to God, because Paul, even at his worst, was a man who was listening for God. He was attacking Christians because he believed. with all of his heart, that they were wrong and that they were perverting the true faith. But because he was a man listening for God, God spoke to him. Jesus spoke to him and redirected his steps. You know, when I talk about a roadblock, what to me that means, what a roadblock is, is an end of the road. Everything stops, you're stuck, there's no progress, there's nowhere to go, the road ended, you're in a place where you never expected to be, you have no plan and you're making no progress and you're just stuck in the place. A detour, a detour means that you continue to move You continue to move. You may get to the place that you originally planned to, but you're going to get there through a different way. Or you may end up going into a place completely unexpected, different than where you thought, but a place rich in God's blessings and grace. Both of those happen in our lives as we follow Christ. I want to share with you Just kind of two personal stories that um, both of those kinds of things happen. One, uh, we ended up in the place where we thought, but by a different route. And the other, ending up in a completely different place than we ever imagined. We make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. The first one, if you've been around uh, Hope for a number of years, you've probably heard the story. Um, Others of you maybe not. But it goes all the way back to the very beginning when we were first making plans to start this church. And we were at the point in our planning of having enlisted the support of scores of volunteers who were going to help us make 20,000 phone calls in four weeks to invite people to a new church that was going to be starting in Voorhees, meeting at an elementary school in town on April 1st, 1990. And we had all of this momentum, all of this work, all of this planning that was all moving toward this date of April 1st, the week before we were going to train all of these volunteers, I got a call from the administration of the school saying, hey, sorry, you can't have the school in April. You can have it in the fall, you just can't have it in April. Now, it's difficult for me to capture for you just how devastating that news was. Like there was a whole lot of stuff going on, a whole lot of things that uh, had to come together, and there was a lot of work, and a, you know, all of these people, and all of this momentum, and all of this stuff, and all, and just one phone call, and it all stopped. It was a roadblock, and because of all that had been happening um, around that, and so forth, I just was discouraged. It really felt like a roadblock, like there's no forward progress. This isn't going to work. We can't stop this now and then get it restarted again for the, it's just not gonna work. And I was discouraged. All of my plans felt like they just collapsed. But God sent me an angel and the angel said to me, This isn't over. God is in control. We need to keep going. Now, you know the word angel means messenger from God. Sometimes these angels have wings. Sometimes they come in human form. My angel came in a human form. I happened to be married to this angel um, who spoke these words of encouragement to me. And so, you know... This was not the plan, but we're going to take this detour. And that's what we ended up having to do. What we didn't fully appreciate at the time, came to understand later, was how much better a false start was going to be for launching this church. I mean, first of all, who wants to start a new church on April Fools? Right? That was just dumb. The other thing was, you know, now we're realizing, oh, and starting it in the spring, then we're going to go right into the summer. And so any momentum that started, we're going to lose in those summer months by starting in November. Now we have momentum going into Christmas, and then we have the winter months uh, to continue to build on that momentum. So all of these things began to occur to us, and, and that's exactly what happened. We didn't know it at the time. It was discouraging. It was upsetting. It was disappointing. It wasn't our plan. But God had another plan. God determines our steps when we listen. We ended up in the same place. That's what happened with the Magi, right? The Magi ended up going home. They ended up exactly where they planned to be. They just had to go by a different route. Because God determined their steps. The second story is um, also a personal story. We were um, pregnant with our second child, And got a report from one of the tests that indicated that this child was likely going to be Down syndrome. Now, we had planned on having a second child. We had no plans of having a special needs child. I don't know that any parent does plan that, right? Of course not. Everybody wants a healthy, whole, happy baby. And so when you get this news, it is jarring, it's devastating. And you're not even necessarily sure what to do. We had people in the medical community encouraging us to end the pregnancy, to end the life of our baby, which we could never do. But during that pregnancy, we were of praying, God, please let this child be whole, be normal not have this extra chromosome when he was born he was down syndrome and we found ourselves in a place we never expected to be we have no idea how to raise a special needs child We have no idea what that's going to look like. All we could see was it was going to be challenging and hard and strange and so forth. What we didn't know was what a blessing this child was going to be in our lives. How he was going to change us and our family forever. What a blessing he was going to be, not just to us, but to anyone who took the time to get to know him. And so Matthew came along, and Matthew has been an extraordinary blessing. We have experienced God's grace and blessings in ways that we never would have had he not come into our lives. We make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. So we have a choice to make when difficulties and challenges and hardships come, whatever they may look like. They may be professional. They may be financial. They may be physical. They may be relational. It may be spiritual. We make a choice about our perspective. Is this a roadblock or a detour? Are we going to approach it with faith? Or are we going to approach it with a sense of fatalism? When we're listening for God, When we're trusting God, He will determine our steps around whatever those hardships are and lead us into places of blessing. That's how much God loves us. That's who God is. Let's pray. And so, Lord, thank you. Thank you for the roadblocks that really are detours. Thank you that when our plans don't work the way that we intended them to work, that you continue to work to guide us around and through and over to bring us into places of blessing. In this season of Advent, thank you for coming and for showing us the way, for teaching us the truth, and for giving us new life. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Have a Merry Christmas, everybody.